Bringing you everything under the Disney umbrella. Network 1901. Hey everyone, Shannon here. This week's story is from Amy. Amy is a contributing writer on StarWars.com, and you might know her from the amazing project 365 Star Wars Women, which, if you didn't know, was one of the big things that really inspired Lipstick and Lightsabers. So without further ado, welcome to episode 51 of Lipstick and Lightsabers. Hi, this is Amy Rickow. Uh, I also respond to Amy Rishow or Amy Rishu because uh, my last name is impossible to pronounce. Um, I am a writer, contributing writer to StarWars.com and I have a website called 365StarWars.com which is mostly known for the 365 Star Wars Women Project where I talk about women in Star Wars most days, every day this year. Um, I'm kind of going every other day, every other year, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, and I am here to answer a few questions and share with you all my Star Wars story. Uh, so how did I get into Star Wars? Uh, my parents took me to A New Hope uh, when I was about four years old. And I only have a very, very brief memory of the Death Star Blast from that you know, movie-going experience. But they immediately started buying me toys as soon as they were available. And I really just can't remember not playing with Star Wars toys. Like, the, like Star Wars toys were always with me. Uh, and because I couldn't see the original trilogy films, they were you know, still coming out when I was growing up, I couldn't see them anytime I wanted to. Uh, the toys were a huge part of my, like, the beginning of my Star Wars phantom. Like, I always asked for Star Wars toys for Christmas. Like, it was, like, the go-to gift. It is still the go-to gift for me as an adult who is now 40-something. Uh, but then, like, you know, playing with the toys with my sister, with other friends, was a huge, huge um, part of me loving Star Wars. Uh, especially when Return of the Jedi came out. That was really the movie that really hyper... You know, my Star Wars fandom went crazy after Return of the Jedi. That was a movie I just really, really loved. So any Return of the Jedi toy, anything Ewok, anything that was like a sticker or a poster that I could buy at the mall with my allowance, like it was basically in my room. Uh, And so that was really like, I, I have always just really been a collector and I try not to collect too much now. I try to just only buy Funko Pops, but I have like a lot. So even that is a bit of a problem. Uh, when I was younger, too, uh, one of my favorite things to do was to subscribe to. There were kind of a variety of different Star Wars like newsletters, like Bantha Tracks, uh, the Lucasfilm Fan Club. Uh, those were always like amazing male days when I was growing up. Like you would get to see, like read new interviews. You would see new art. They would send you cool stickers and patches, most of which I still uh, have because I have done a pretty good job of hoarding and collecting and moving many, many times all my Star Wars stuff. Um, So when I think about like me growing up as a Star Wars fan, like those little things were really, really important because I didn't have a lot of friends who were Star Wars fans. Uh, it was really kind of a thing that like was just for me. <laughs> like I, it was kind of like a solo, you know, Star Wars uh, 
experience. And so, you know, even when I was like in my 20s and my 30s, like people, I always knew at least a couple people who really, really liked Star Wars, but I don't think anyone liked it quite as much as I did. No, but it wasn't a competition. But uh, like everyone knew that I love Star Wars if you knew me quite well. But it wasn't something that I talked to a lot of people about. I wasn't going to conventions at that point. Like the early online stuff, like I kind of remember dabbling in it a little bit, but none of it really connected with me uh, at that time. I did marry a fellow Star Wars uh, fan, and I'm pretty sure he mentioned Star Wars in our wedding vows, uh, which is kind of funny. I should double check that. But, uh, but it was something that was just kind of, it was just, again, kind of more personal. Uh, and, you know, I went to work at, I got to work at Skywalker Ranch for a few months uh, during the post-production and uh, right before Revenge of the Sith opened up, which was an amazing experience. Uh, but it was funny because, you know, my friends were like, of course, like, you're the one who, like, ended up at Skywalker Ranch with, like, the three-hour commute a day. And it was at least that. It was ridiculous. I lived... Uh, I lived in Mountain View and drove all the way up to Skywalker Ranch, which I think now would be a five-hour commute. Uh, but at the time, I think it was an hour and 40 minutes each way. But I was like, duh, like, it's Star Wars. It's Skywalker Ranch. Of course I'm going to do this. Um, so, you know, Star Wars kind of, like, had, you know, its ebbs and flows with me. Uh, certainly working at Skywalker Ranch was a great thing. But my, I didn't watch The Clone Wars when it first came out. Um, I think that, that was right around the time I had my first child and uh, I wasn't consuming as many books as I had in the past. And then the Disney purchase and Force Awakens and Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, the one in 2015, which I did not go to, but uh, just being able to stream a lot of that really, really kickstarted my Star Wars fandom, which I know is very, very, very common. I know it's, you know, I'm a bit of a cliche. Like I became a really big Star Wars fan because of the Ewoks and Return of the Jedi. And then that kind of really came back uh, when The Force Awakens was there. And that is the first time I really went to Twitter looking for Star Wars things. And at first I kind of, you know, I was like, I'm, you know, looking for Twitter. Like I wanted to find articles and I wanted to find art and I wanted to find podcasts. Um, and I didn't do very much discussing with anyone because I didn't know anyone. Cause like I was, you know, well, one person and I didn't know anyone. And so, but like when I started to read more, I started to get to know kind of the different, you know, fans who were writing things either professionally or just for fun. Um, I asked them if I could write for them cause that was something I really wanted to do. Uh, and then, you know, it just kind of kind of spiraled from there. Uh, I started writing for several fan blogs. I decided I wanted to write for StarWars.com, and so I kind of made that a little bit of a goal. And then I ended up doing, in 2018, the 365 Star Wars Women Project, which if you're not familiar, uh, in 2018, it was every day I profiled a, Star Wars, a, fem a female Star Wars character from the films, TV shows, the comics, the books, video games, and then also talked about women who worked behind the scenes and interviewed women from behind the scenes. And that project has been a complete gift for me, which is why I'm still doing it, quite frankly, because it just gives me an opportunity to talk on a daily basis with people who love Star Wars and all different kinds of Star Wars. Like I do legends, I do canon, like I just like if it's Star Wars, then it's it's fair game and you know I can talk about it. And that has just really been, you know, like there's a lot of negative things about kind of online fan discourse, especially when it comes to Star Wars, but it, there's a really a lot of good stuff too. And uh, 
I had been to a couple of pop culture, kind of like Comic Cons and different things over the years, but I did go to Star Wars Celebration in Chicago last year. And that was like a mind-blowingly wonderful experience. Like I know that like if you haven't been, you're like, ugh, like everyone says that and like, oh, I know I need to go. But you should, like if you can. I know that not everyone can. But uh, it was just this really, really positive and fun and inspiring, you know, situation. And I was lucky enough to be on a panel and it was kind of near the beginning of celebration. So I'd met some people from Twitter who I had kind of met. I got to meet them a little bit before, but I remember like the panel starting and I'm like, you know, sitting on the stage and like freaking out because I'm on a panel at Star Wars Celebration. It's my first one. And I'm looking out and I see like 20 faces that I recognized from Twitter and it was such a like but I'd never talked to them and it was such a surreal experience to kind of like feel like oh look at this like my friends are here like people I know who like they like me and I like them and they're very supportive and like they're here uh and it was really really an interesting just kind of social you know experience to feel connected to so many people from you know around the country around the world people older than me tons of people younger than me uh who all kind of entered star wars fandom at different times uh it's really really interesting just to talk to people and to see the very many ways that star wars has inspired people now how has it impacted my life I feel like I'm never even going to know exactly how much it did. Uh, I worked for several years as a film preservationist, and my love of film history was directly related to me loving Star Wars films, reading about George Lucas, reading about the films that inspired George Lucas, watching them, and then kind of taking off and watching more and more films. My parents also loved film, and so they had a ton of films recorded off of cable on different VCRs. Uh, but like, so I did watch a lot of films growing up, but I really think that Star Wars inspired me to see many, many films that I probably would have never seen. Um, and I love history and I love Star Wars history. And so all of that is related. And also I just think it's just a huge comfort for me. Like it's like Star Wars is like where I go, like put on a Star Wars movie if I'm feeling sad or needing some inspiration. Uh, you know, it just is a, it's a kind of a constant thing that's been in my life, which is really like crazy. It's like, you know, it's been there for 40 years. My relationship with Star Wars is older than, you know, the relationship with my children and my husband. Like, I'm not going to put it on that level. Like, you know, they mean more to me than Star Wars. But like, it's interesting to kind of look back and think about how, you know, I can chart my life through like what movie came out or like what book came out. Like all of that is, you know, it's just kind of an interesting thing that's been following me around. And I still am just shocked that there are so many new Star Wars stories. Like I never, ever thought that would happen when like in the 90s. Uh, so every new announcement to me is still very enjoyable. I think I still have in my Twitter bio that there's never enough Star Wars or there can never be too much Star Wars. And I'm definitely one of those people. I'm like, no, no, no. Like... I inundate us like I don't want to be able to keep up like just you know bring some more things uh and so what am I looking forward to this year in Star Wars I feel like that's like a ranking question which I can't rank the Star Wars movies to save my life uh what is my favorite like I think that I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat of course and I'm gonna say it's a tie I have to mention Star Wars Celebration Anaheim I am going please say hi to me if you see me I would love to meet you um, I would love to re-meet you if we met in Chicago because I felt overwhelmed the entire entirety of Chicago in a good way, but still overwhelmed. Uh, of 
course, I want to see the second season of The Mandalorian. Uh, I don't know anyone who really doesn't, which is great. Uh, I'm glad that that, ha- you know, like that TV and Star Wars was a good, you know, a good marriage. And I am dying to read the comics and the books for the High Republic publishing event. Um, like going back in time, having more Jedi stuff, like that is like when the rumors came out that that's what it was, I was really, really hoping it was true. Um, I do hope that there are some Sith kind of snuck in there, uh, but I'm totally cool with like them not being the main villains. Uh, so I'm really, really excited about, I like all of those authors quite a bit, their work. And so I'm super excited about that. So I think I've been talking very, very quickly for quite some time. Uh, but thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for asking me for my Star Wars story. I have really enjoyed listening to a lot of other women's Star Wars stories. And I encourage you, if you haven't sent one in, uh, I get from when I ask people for interviews for 365 Star Wars women, I get from a lot of people, people that you might be surprised. I hear from people like, oh, I don't think I, I don't know if I'm cool enough. Like, I don't know if I'm interesting enough. And like, you are like, you totally are. And if you're sitting there listening like, oh, no, my story isn't cool enough. Nobody knows who I am I don't do enough like that's not true you should send it in answer these questions um, and I will love to hear your Star Wars story all right thank you bye You've been listening to Lipstick and Lightsabers, presented by Network 1901. This week's story was from Amy, and you can find her on Twitter at Amy Rickow and at 365 underscore Star Wars. And be sure to check out all her awesome interviews at 365starwars.com. If you'd like to be part of the show, you can send in your Star Wars story to lipsticklightsabers1901 at gmail.com. I'd like to give a special thank you to our patrons for making this show happen. And if you want to reach out to us, you can find us at lip underscore lightsabers and myself at McCarter Shannon. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. <laughs>